Welcome back to uh, Weekly Sauce. This is episode six with Terry Tham and Alex, the intern Corleone, um, where we break down one topic a week. Uh, we've covered everything so far. We're going to continue to cover everything as much as we can. Um, before we get started, I just wanted to remind everybody to follow us everywhere on social media. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and also subscribe to our YouTube page where you see a lot of original content and also uh, Hot Sauce Sports Show with Peas, myself, and Eagle. Um, we're always bringing, we're always trying to stay up to date with current events and shit like that, so uh, we like to do that. Now, this show is strictly once a week. Alex and I, we like to talk shit. Uh, we get together at midnight, well, on my time, 9 o'clock his time, and we uh, we decide to choose a topic. Alex, how's it going, buddy? Pretty good, man. What, what about you? I'm good, man. Good. Can't complain. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about hockey. I know as much. Uh, I know you like hockey as much as I do. Uh, so we'll get into it now. Um, the draft lottery was this week. Yeah. Everybody's freaking out. Why? <laughs> well, mostly the people who are freaking out are for the, the the Detroit Red Wings fans because mm-hmm. they because dro- they dropped from first to fourth and and that's a big deal for them because yeah. they, they desperately need that pillar pillar franchise player and they just cannot find it anymore mm-hmm. well they're, they're trying to rebuild they're in an awful awful situation i feel bad for them they've played some really good hockey uh but that's the reason why well they swept the habs this year yeah that that's something I never understood, but hey, uh, the NHL. What are you gonna do? Pretty much. Um, and also, there are reasons why people hate the the draft lottery this year. It's because the number one overall pick is going to a play in series team. So, I'm I'm not I'm not a hater of the play in series team getting the first overall pick. I'm not. I'm not completely against it at all. I think that um, you shouldn't really be rewarded for sucking, as some people would say. Um, so everybody's complaining that Detroit uh, isn't getting a fair shake or whatever it is. They can kind of suck my ass. They've had Detroit is a very successful organization. They've had their years. It's time to give it to the rest of us. You know what I mean? It's time to give it to I, the Coyotes, to Buffalo, to those teams. You know? Yeah, I totally get it. And also, I'm I'm not sure if you remember, but the the Penguins got two straight hype. Wait, they got Crosby. Wait, wait. They first got Malkin, then they got Crosby. Yeah, exactly. second overall, yeah. back to back, and those two are franchise players. Big on time. their own exactly individually so, and they won three cups mm-hmm. and then chicago ha, get, had back-to-back high picks with taves and kane i believe uh-huh. they might have been drafted the same year i'm not too sure about that but if not it's one year apart it's either the same year or one year apart exactly uh so yeah, these uh, these teams were were benefiting from the old formats, which yeah. the which the worst team gets the best pick. It's the, the the draft lottery is the best way to go because it, it protects the teams that aren't tanking that are still trying to win, um, but they kind of finished at the bottom, and it gives a kind of recycles um, all the young players, so it's not just the Penguins getting everybody or whatever it is. Um, yeah, go ahead. 
essentially, yeah, essentially the the whole NHL draft. I mean, I mean the whole lottery is to ensure um, that when people watch the games, they're actually entertained. Yeah. So so because watching a first place team against the last place team and knowing that the last place team is not gonna play at all, there's no reason for them to play mm-hmm. and to win. There's simply no. There's, there's no entertainment. That's why it's going to suck for the fan. It, and- it sucks that we have to complain about a system that tries to benefit everybody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, the NHL has done a great fucking job in trying to get everybody a fair shake and trying to get everybody in in the rotation. If you suck, you get first overall or whatever it is. Or you go into the lottery. So it doesn't mean that... Detroit doesn't have a chance. They're still, they're still going to get like the fourth pick or something like that. And this draft is so fucking deep. So deep. You know what I mean? The, the Byfield might fall to them. Byfield is fucking sick. You know what I mean? There's so many good players that can fall to them this year. And I don't know why everybody's fucking complaining. Look, I mean, people like Kale McCarr were drafted fourth overall. Um, I mean, I can't think of every, every fourth overall pick, but... You can get a franchise player at fourth overall pick. You're just not getting Alexis Lafreniere, and that's why everybody's upset. It's because it's, there's he's a once in a lifetime kind of talent. I absolutely agree with you, and um, yeah, fourth pick is not you, you're not going to get the best player out there, but you will get a solid player. You can get like, a legit franchise player. You can this year uh, if by if Byfield drops, if uh, Stutzla uh, mm-hmm. drops nah, too. He'll probably go second. Second or third. Yeah. There's no way he drops to fourth. No, I don't think so. Uh, Byfields also. So Detroit, they have Perfetti. a few. There's, there's a uh, Ros- Perfetti, Rossi, and Drysdale. Yeah. But they already drafted uh, Moritz Sider last year. Sider. Yeah. Uh, so I believe Detroit might go for Perfetti, something like that, or yeah. even Lucas Raymond. Lucas Raymond is a nice pick too at that at that slot. Um, the only thing is, there's Lafreniere, then there's two to like nine, and in there they're all pretty much interchangeable. Stutzla, I think he's probably second or third. Second or third, he you know. Then the rest are probably interchangeable. So you're still going to get a solid player like Anthony Mantha. To me, he's a very solid player. They have him, and he was third overall pick fourth overall pick something like that so for me you can find good players you just can't rely on one player that's the only thing is Lafreniere going to win you a cup in the next three years no and on all these all these people saying oh uh, like the Habs are going to tank first of all Shea Weber does not give zero fucks about the Habs future in three years does not he wants to win this year most players want to win this year so why yeah, Carey Price too. I mean, he said he might not play, but yeah, he. They all want to win now. They don't want to wait. Oh, oh, we'll 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 tank. We'll lose the games on purpose just so just so you can freaking pad your roster for the next fucking five years, and I'm not gonna be here, you know. So it's stupid for people to say that. In in a sense, yeah. Um, players' perspective and fan perspective seem to be you know a lot different. Fans, they. Some fans, the, the, the like the way they act with the with the NHL is 
is as if they're playing PlayStation or Xbox. Yeah. Okay, yeah. they're they're on their game playing freaking what's they call G- general manager modes <laughs> and I love freaking. It. I'm in season twenty just, in my franchise. <laughs> yeah, I remember once. I think I went through year, yeah, twenty two or twenty five is the most. Three. I think. I think yeah, it, I was addicted. The season stops at twenty five. I was addicted to NHL 2008 because I played that shit a lot. 2008? Um, 2008 and 2002, I played a lot. The and NHL that I played the most was probably 2004. And I played every game at my friend Eric's house because he was so obsessed. So every time I went over, we'd play for like seven hours straight. Wasn't it uh, Iginla on that cover? I, th- I that's th- a good I question. It was I have no, I'll check it right now. Good thing we have the internet now. I, I believe it was Iginla. I think so too, or it could be Sakic. No, no, no. Sakic was on. It was like one, I think. NHL oh four. Oh one, maybe yeah. No, it was uh, Danny Heatley. Danny oh Heatley yeah, with the Thrashers. <laughs> Classic so, Heatley. <laughs> so uh, we finally got our hub cities. Um, it was between Vegas, LA, Chicago, Toronto, Vancouver, Edmonton. Uh, a couple other cities. Columbus was in there too. Uh, but the NHL finally decided they made their pick and it's going to stay in Canada, Edmonton, and Toronto. Um, I like it. I like the fact that it's staying in Canada. We haven't had a lot of COVID cases here compared to the United States. Uh, if you send it over to Texas, Texas has had a crazy spike in Florida too. They've had a crazy spike in COVID. So why send it over there? Chicago and LA, those are fucking crazy metropolitan towns where it's jam-packed. So you might not be able to uh, get the resources that you need. Uh, you go to Edmonton where the downtown area is very small. You go to Toronto where it's not as populated, so you can move around a lot. Uh, I like it. I, I like it as well. Um, I seriously thought Las Vegas was a lock mm-hmm. with the worry with the way they were talking and speculating. Yeah, I thought too. honestly, thought, the the initial first two teams I believe were Vegas and Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, Columbus, from what no? I, yeah, there were Columbus, Pittsburgh, and there was Edmonton. I never really heard about Pittsburgh that much. But I, I could be wrong. I, <laughs> I think I heard of something about Pittsburgh, but oh, it's possible. Re- no but regardless, I, I believe that was, I believe that was the best choice, best route. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canada definitely reduced their COVID nineteen cases. Um, as for the rest, um, since it's all in Canada, you don't have to go back and forth with the border. So I'm not sure. I think how that was a big much. thing too. I think that was a huge thing. They wanted to have both uh, hub cities in the same country, um, and they probably couldn't get one. It might have been Toronto and Chicago example, and then they're like Chicago. Then the flights back and forth, and they d- ended up deciding to go to Edmonton. Uh, I've been talking to uh, Charlie Rumiliotis. He's a social media manager for the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, he had mentioned it to me that this week that they're they're talking about they're talking about the CBA and stuff like that. So we might be having him on soon. Um, he's gonna give us a little insight on what happened. Um, I mean, there was also Ryan Kessler. Did you see what he did? What he see what he said? So he tweeted out seen. he tweeted out something like, uh, "Please be Toronto. Please be Toronto." Every NHL player. Saying that like Edmonton's a shit city, I've never been to Edmonton. I can only imagine it's not great. What do they have? The mall? That's all they have. Um, yeah, that's exactly. That's probably the only thing I want to see there. Well, it's the only thing they have, right? 
Yeah, pretty much. I'm sure it's a beautiful city. I just never been. It just but if you're an NHL player, chances are you're gonna want to go to Toronto. But it's typical yeah. Ryan Kessler. I'm just trying to be a fucking punk. Typical Kessler, man. <laughs> and I love it. If you look at the tweet and every response is him winning silver, him win him losing the Stanley Cup finals twice. Like it's this whole thing. Everybody just rips on Ryan Kessler all the time. He's actually a funny guy. Um so I like it, man. It's staying in Canada, it's gonna be good. I don't know if they're gonna have any fans at all. Um I hope not. Uh baseball re- re- resumed and they've had a few cases of COVID. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. See how many guys in the NHL actually have it. And, and speaking of that, uh, the Blues actually canceled their practices today because multiple players got COVID. Oh, there you go. They were, te- they, were toast- they were tested positive. But it's the best time to do it. You have to do it now, right? You have to get it over with because um, they, they're aiming for August 1st. So you quarantine all those guys. You make sure that nobody else gets fucking uh, contracts the disease. And that's it, man. You just play it safe. You make sure that you do it properly. Um, I like what they're doing. They're telling players, listen, if you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to come. It's okay. Uh, most guys are co- most guys are showing up, though. Most guys are showing up. I like it. Um, we already covered, I think, what episode was it? Week one? Where we did the playoff yes. bracket? So if anybody wants to go back and listen to our pres- our predictions... Uh, weekly sauce episode one where we did that was where we did the playoffs uh, the NHL playoff predictions um, Mike Ribeiro shows up in the news Mike Ribeiro for some reason has finally decided to <clears throat> come back up and he was on a podcast with Guillaume Latendresse and Max Lapierre when he talked shit and he said that Kovu wasn't that great of a captain um, slandering the Finnish Longhorn slandering his name in the Montreal community. I love Sakakoivu. I have his jersey. Every time he, he when he was playing for Anaheim, every time he came here, I went to the game. Uh, I even went to Anaheim to watch a game, uh, Montreal versus Anaheim, and I and I wore my Sakakoivu Habs jersey. I'm a huge Hab, a huge Koivu fan. He's my favorite Hab of all time. So for me to hear Mike Ribeiro, Mike fucking Ribeiro, say shit, about Saku Koivu bothers me. It actually bothers me. Absolutely. Uh, Koivu was was literally my hero when I, when growing up. I was a young kid. Uh, I heard I heard about about his cancer yeah. and how he and how and how he fought and overcame cancer. He 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 defeated cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came back to play. Was a great player. Uh, he had a heart of a lion. And I personally love that about Koivu. You know, um, I, you know, I remember. You know nickname him. Go ahead. What, what I was going to say is, it broke my heart in 2006 when Justin Williams poked him in the eye. It, it broke my up. heart. The Habs were up 2-0 in that series. Changed it. Changed and it completely. Changed it completely, and Carolina went on and won the cup. Yeah. So, sp- speculation over there is. Yeah. Could could have, yeah. could the house won the cup with Koivu? Maybe that's that's debatable. If Koivu had won a Stanley Cup, retire his number. You know what I mean? Definitely. That's how good he was. He wasn't the. He wasn't going to get you eighty points a year. He might get you sixty. You know what I mean? He might get you fifty. He might get you twenty-five goals here and there. Uh, great two-way player. Uh, great leader. This is. I'm thirty-four years old. Koivu got Koivu got drafted. By the Habs, and I think '95, the year after they won the the, the Stanley Cup, 
And since that day, this is the first negative thing I've ever heard about Sakukoibu. Ever. Ever. That's pretty much the yeah, only thing I ever heard bad about Psycho Quibu. I'm not sure if there was some friction between him and Ribeiro in the dressing room. Maybe. Or if they if they, if they had any beef going on. But Mike Ribeiro uh, is notorious for being lazy. Crazy talented, great hands, Montreal native, but being lazy. And he's known for that. So Psycho Quibu isn't a guy that's lazy. So for him, he's probably just getting on Ribeiro's ass, and Ribeiro didn't like it. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate, but you don't. We don't. We're not in the locker room, so maybe Mike Ribeiro has a point about Saku Kovu. But the guy wouldn't have been a captain for ten years if he was that much of an asshole. You know what I mean? I hundred percent agree with you. And then he goes on to talk shit about PK, saying that he played with both of them and he never understood the trade when he was playing. He was he was playing for Nashville when uh, they traded away Weber for PK. Now, I don't know where you stand in this, but I was more pro Weber in the trade. Uh, I liked Weber. As a Habs fan, I think that Weber uh, was something that we needed. Uh, it was something that um, was missing for a long time in the locker room, a big guy, a leader, a guy that's wanted in the big stage, uh, on Team Canada all the time, tough guy. Um, nothing against P.K. Subban. I love P.K. Subban too. Great player. One of the best shots I've ever seen. Uh, great ambassador for the, for, the, for the city, for the sport, everything. Uh, crazy skater. One of the best skaters. I mean, very different kind of skater, but one of the best skaters you'll see. Um, I just don't think that the trade was that bad as people said it was. Weber, to me, he's still considered one of the best defensemen in the league. You know what I mean? And so... Mike Ribeiro comes out and says that he didn't understand the trade because Weber was so good. And it kind of vindicates me. But then he says these comments about Saku Koivu. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know if I trust you now. Yeah. Fucking Ribeiro is a controversial. He he's a controversial person. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember the story about him um, raping the his babysitter. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. I remember that. Sexually assaulted. Dad and... What I, what actually broke my heart as well is when he fucking went on with the stars and scored five plus seasons of seventy points. Yeah. Uh, and we traded him for fucking Yanni Ninima. Yanni Ninima. That was that's gonna be in our next in our next segment. But yeah, yeah. he's it's it's a good segue into the next segment because uh, in this conversation we have PK Subban for Weber and then we're talking about Mike Rivera. Micro Barrel. Micro Barrel got traded for Yanni Ninima. Yanni Ninima was a shutdown defenseman. Big guy. Good player. Never at the same level as Micro Barrel. Which proves, almost proves, I guess, that Micro Barrel was that much of a cancer in the locker room that the that the Habs are like, we'll take anybody at this point. Anybody. The if yeah, that's the way I see it as well. I see that trade as a dump, not yeah. a I don't see it as a um, value for value trade. They couldn't even get a pick, also. <laughs> like that's fucked up. Yeah, the, yeah, that's how. It's like a heads up trade, and, and that brings to me to my point. Mark Bergevin did a better job at trading players than the past four donkeys of GMs we had. I agree. Okay, I Bob like Gainey. I like Bergevin. Bob Gainey, what the fuck are you doing, bro? You you traded. <laughs> 
McDonough for Gomez. Okay, I'm sorry, Gomez. Yeah, he played. He played one what one great season with us, I guess. Well, I wouldn't say great, but he had a decent year. Yeah, he had one great decent year. But he won won two Stanley Cups. He he brought something different to the table. Different. I honestly prefer Camilleri and Gianta back in those days than him. Oh yeah, when those plays were much better. When Bob Gainey went and did his uh, his rebuild, uh, his five year plan, and he ended up and he went out, he got Camilleri, Gianta, Gomez, Hal Gill. I was like, man. Other than Camilleri, all these guys are washed up. As much as they all played well, and they actually had success in the playoffs, that team. It was a decent team, but they're all washed up. And it was like, okay, what are we doing here? Are we getting a star? And then Camilleri ended up panning out. And then Camilleri gets trade mid, traded mid-game. Remember that? Was he? Yeah, he got I... traded in the middle of a game. That's how fucked up it was. I I I actually forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, he got traded in the middle of the game, and I remember him asking for his jersey, and they they were gonna charge him like three hundred bucks or something. If he wanted to keep <laughs> his jersey as a memory, and they were gonna charge him, it was so fucked up. But yeah, That's so we'll up. talk about worst trades in Habs history. So would you put Ribeiro and oh, Fernandima up there, like number one? Bro, I'm sorry the. The trade that I hated the most in Habs history remains Patrick Raw. Okay. Patrick Raw was pure fucking talent at goalie position. If we kept Patrick Raw, we our odds of winning a cup would have well, double wanted, triples, quadruples. Yeah. And <laughs> it was fuck it was fucked up. He we traded him for donuts. We traded him. Our captain Mike Keane for uh, Justin Thibault, Ru- uh, Ruchinsky, Martin Ruchinsky, and, and um, I think it was that Russian guy uh, Ko Kovalenko. Kovalenko, yeah, Alex Kovalenko. And I, w- I was at the game, the last game with my dad, the Detroit Red Wings game, the twelve-one. No way. I swear I was at that game. And we left <laughs> when Patrick Hawk got pulled. It was like 8-1 or 9-1 or something like that. And yeah. uh, everybody was booing him. I understand why he asked for a trade. Everybody was booing him. I, I was like, I have, what, probably 10 years old at the time? It was 96, 98. And that's why whenever fucking Mario Tremblay... Ever comes on TV, I always put on my middle finger. I'll tell him, <laughs> fuck you. Okay? What about Rejean you... Him too. He's a fucking fuck face. <laughs> Seriously. I agree. They de- they destroyed the Montreal Canadiens. It's insane. It's bad. Destroyed. They set, th- they set them back for years. I remember like, when... Justin I remember Thibault when was a good prospect, but Because nobody wanted to go to the Habs games. Yeah, it's true. Justin Thibault was a good prospect, but he wasn't... Even close to Patrick Roy's level, not even close. Um, Regent Hull, he destroyed the Habs. Um, I'm sorry. Back in the, in the 2000 years, my dad, me and my dad were getting free tickets to go to the Habs. Free okay? tickets, yeah. Free, I know. free tickets because they sucked. Okay. They still suck. <laughs> I'm giving away tickets. Remember, you got you got a few free ones. Um, 
was I gonna say? So so who's that's that's the worst trade for you? Um, I can't say that's the worst trade because we got something in return. You know what I mean? For me, the worst trade. Ah oh man, that's a tough one. Okay, there's the Patrick Wall trade. There's the Scott Gomez for uh, Higgins, uh, all those guys, the whole mix. Um, there's Duane for Sergeyev, which to me blows my mind. Okay, let's not jump on Duane too much. Duane has a great talent, but mm-hmm. let's just say it's a fair trade. It's not. Yes, I would have loved having Sergeyev right mm-hmm. now. But Duane it's not the worst trade. It wasn't what we needed at the time. Exactly. I yeah. th- that's that. I that's the only one hundred percent agree. Mm-hmm. I one hundred percent agree with that. Um, if I had the chance to not do the trade, I would have never done the trade. Yeah, it's true. But uh, Sergeyev is, but he just he was just he hadn't proven anything, right? So he's just a prospect. So the Habs are like, we have a prospect we can give you. We know you have a guy that's capable of doing it in the NHL. Let me take him. You know what I mean? And uh, so that trade, it, I didn't really like it too much, but I can understand it. Um, Yanni Ninima, Mike Ribeiro, that's up there. Um, what else am I thinking of? I think that's it. I can't really... In bad trades? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have to agree with you. Patrick Waugh is, a bad, is the worst trade. Because he was such a good fucking talent. Patrick was the best goalie of all time. You know what I mean? And the Habs have had history of great goalies. I just remembered one trade that also we made that was bad. And that was the uh, Eric Lindros trade. Well, the, no, you know, the, no, not Lindros. Um, John LeClaire. John <laughs> oh, Leclerc. yeah. I love yeah. John LeClaire. We got it. um. We, we got Mark Recchi out of it, but yeah. wasn't Recchi let go or traded any chance right uh, after? Because I remember, after, because well, I do remember a few Mark years with the Habs. I think he played four years with us. Yeah, he had That's he had a few years with the Habs. He had a few good years. You know, Recchi is twelfth all time in scoring. 12th. Yeah, that's fucking. Cr- I never I never thought of it before even seeing it. So yeah, yeah, and he has three Stanley Cups. He's fucking 12th all-time in scoring. I would never think Recky. Hey, you know what? Somebody asked me, hey, where do you think Recky is all-time in goal in scoring? I would have said 70th. You know what I mean? Like still in the top 100. For him to be 12th, that's crazy. Hall of Fame. Here's here's two more trades that were awful. There was the Pierre Turgeon play oh. a trade. And also one that I also didn't like was the Chris Chelios trade. So Chris Chelios for Savard for Denis Savard back then, yeah. a a old Denis Savard. That's what we got, and this and the, and it's the same point to Turgeon. So uh, yeah. just like we do with our coaches, just like we do with our media, there always has to be a French Canadian person involved. And what happens is is that these guys went out because they overvalued back then. They overvalued French Canadian players. Uh, Denis Savard, Hall of Famer, great player, uh, but he was at the end of his career. You're trading Chris Chelios, who's literally at the prime. He had already won a Norris Trophy, but and you're trading him to Chicago for Denis Savard. Why? 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 Because Chelios was banging everybody's wife. Yes, but also <laughs> well, because the Mont- allegedly, the, allegedly, 
the Montreal media forces the Habs or even the organization themselves are forcing them the hands to get a French player. Look, I'm I'm all for maybe getting a French player here and there sometimes. Well, if, but, he's a, if he's a good player, there's no nothing wrong with it. It doesn't matter where he comes from. He can be from fucking Nunavut. doesn't matter. I know. And that's what I don't mind. But sometimes they're pushing the agenda to get a French player when we don't... when there's better players out there. Just of like course, we're getting... Yeah. Coaches. Just like we're forced with coaches and GMs. There's better out there, but we cannot get them because they have this... If they refuse to go after them, which is even worse, they refuse and I to think get that starts a coach with, uh, with Jeff Molson. What do you mean, Jeff Molson? Jeff Jeff Molson is the only one that can change that. He won't though, because he knows the media controls him. The the exactly. French media in Montreal is so big, you can't. You need them on your side. You can't have them not on your side. Okay, and so, that's why that's why I'm scared, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm scared. That's why I'm scared for Alexis Lafreniere if he ever comes here. Why he's French, fully French. He will be bombarded with questions and and yeah, but these kids picking at him. These kids, they're they're kind of like prepared. You know what I mean? Like Alexis Lafreniere has been in front of the microphone his entire life. You know, like he's always been the best talent, always. So okay. for him, he's kind of used to this, but. It's going to take him a couple of years to get used to it. Like, he's he's a generational talent. He knows he's going to have a long career. So, I think he'll be fine. But, anyway, don't hold your breath. I don't think we're getting him anytime soon. That's for sure. So That's my that's my dream, man. Yeah, I hope, man. I wish. Fuck, man. I wish. I really wish. I really think that he can change the franchise. I really do. I think I he can believe- push the Habs to a different level. 100% and which could potentially push because since he's going to get on a franchise uh, role with the team, he's most likely going to get the franchise role. Unless, of course, he becomes Alex Degg, but that's something. <laughs> but <laughs> Alex Degg something... was, was the franchise player. He just didn't pan out. Exactly. That's why we don't want. We don't. We don't speak of Alexander. Um, so that leads into our next segment. So we spoke about trades. So you're gonna throw a few trade options at me for Carey Price, and I'm gonna tell you if I like them or not, and you're gonna try and pitch them to me. So Carey Price hypothetically is traded to who for what? All right. So here's my three trade scenarios, and you tell me yes or no. Okay. Cool. So, the first trade, it's a first-round pick from Colorado, Alex Newhook, mm-hmm. and Samuel Girard. Oh, it's way too much. They won't no, Colorado would never do that. You, you think so? I don't think they would ever do that. Because you're giving up three, like, franchise, not franchise players, but three staples in your organization. Alex Newhook is a great player. Sam Girard is a very... I mean, it's great that we would get him. Sam Girard, I can see him being traded for Carey Price, but not with that package that you presented. I feel like there would be a Sam Girard and a first for Carey Price, which is more realistic. Throwing in Alex Newhook in there is tough because they really like him. 
they really like but it. then but then it would be a loss for the Habs because I feel like Price is worth more than Gerard in the first. Is he though? He's thirty four. He's no, he's thirty two. Thirty two, whatever. He's injured. He has a a below five hundred playoff record. Uh, he doesn't have a friendly contract. He's there's a lot of things that play against Carey Price's favor when it comes to that. So the Habs might have to take a little bit less in order to get rid of him if they ever want to get rid of him. Okay, That's but good I like for it. A like it's not it's not so far fetched to the point where it, I don't think it'll ever happen. I just think that Colorado might be giving a lot for an for an older goalie. If Carey Price is twenty eight, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Second trade scenario, mm-hmm. a first round pick and Sean Monahan from the Calgary Flames. See, that's more like it because he's a center. Uh, he's a great player. Uh, the first round pick for Calgary isn't too low, so it's it'll probably be in that maybe fifteen to twenty two range. Um, but the question is, would would Calgary give up their number one center? Uh, they might if if they're getting a goalie like Carey Price, but we might have to the Habs might have to take a player like Mike Smith. You know, they might have to take yes. some some salary out. But I like I like that trade. I mean, I don't see why Calgary would do it because they're giving up Sean Monahan, and for them he's their he's their guy, and then they're giving up on top of that a first a first round pick. So it's a little tough. I don't see them doing it, but you know, it's not far fetched. And my third trade, my special one I, le- I left for the end, which mm-hmm. I think is the fairest. Um, so there's no draft pick involved in this one. It's Matthew Barzell and Nick Letty. So you mentioned it to me before that Barzell's RFA at the end of the year. Yes. I don't hate that trade. But I think that the Islanders are going to do whatever they can to keep Matthew Barzell. Yeah, I'd say I, I think Mark Barzell is their future number one center. But hey, the Islanders don't have a franchise goalie. Well, they did. They do have. Uh, they did sign Sorokin, I believe. Yeah, from the KHL. So, like I said, it's just it's just for for fun. So yeah, of course. So 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 what would you say? That's tough, man, because it's actually not that bad of an offer. I just think a Nick Letty in there takes away some of their prospects to their young guys. I feel like you would have to throw like a third round pick in there in order to get that or a second. So it would be Price and a second for Letty and Barzell. I think that would be the deal. That Yeah, I, I can see that happen. Yeah. It's great. I mean, you never know. I don't think Price will ever get traded. I think that if he plays somewhere else, it'll he'll play at the end of his contract. Uh, I don't think Bergevin has the has the balls to tra- to trade him, and I don't think he wants to trade him. I think he realizes that Carey Price is better on his team than anybody else's team. Carey Price's consensus every year the best goalie, nominated the best goalie in the league. There's a reason for that. The guy's fucking super talented. Um, so Bergevin will be stupid to trade him. To trade him, it'll be dumb. I 100% agree, but there's one thing I don't understand, okay? Bergevin is doing half 
rebuild. So he's doing 50-50. So he, he's doing a retool. Yeah, he's That's not committing he's, to the rebuild. He's not, commi- he's not committing to a full rebuild. Yeah. So this hurts Price and Weber. It's true. Because they're in the prime of their years. They're literally n- near 35 years old. They need to win. So it's going to be really interesting to see if his plan is, hey, let's push Price to 35. Let's hope that the Nick Suzuki, Kakeyemi, Paling, Caulfield, Romanov, Harris, whoever else Ooh, all those pans out, pan out, pan out in three years and expect a run with Kay Price at 35 years old and Shea Weber at 37. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's his plan. I don't think that he's. I don't think you can expect Shea Weber to play at thirty-seven. Because bro, so injured th- all the time. One thing is for sure, bro, is that you don't win a Stanley Cup with fucking Jordan Wheel on your power play. I like okay. Jordan Wheel, not on the power play. I remember one of the game one 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 time this year, and I see Jordan Wheel on the power play. It was bad luck because I was ripping it, but it was bad luck because I think he ended up scoring on the power play. But just to say is that Jordan Wheel should not be on your number one power play. And you're absolutely, absolutely right about that. They need their young guys to come up. They need Caulfield. They need Romanov. They need these guys. Yes. But the future looks bright for the Habs. You know, it doesn't look it doesn't look bleak. It doesn't look like it's gonna be mer. You know, it, it looks bright. I like what they've done. I like the draft picks they've got. I like the young guys they've assembled. Suzuki. Uh, you know Gallagher is gonna be. The, he's probably gonna wear the C when Weber's gone if he's still here. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of pieces, and if they can end up falling and getting Lafreniere, then it, sky's the limit for these guys, right? Exactly. Um, so so here's another story that popped on Twitter. I was gonna tell you about. Yeah. Um, so Tyler Kennedy on NBA players upset about lack of sex in Bubble Hub. <laughs> So he said, let me put it this way. I don't think Sidney Crosby is thinking, do I want to have sex or do I want to try and win the Stanley Cup? I feel like hockey players and basketball players have very different mentalities. So it's kind of funny that we're, we're talking about this because basketball players, hockey players too, actually, they're kind of known to be like stick men, to be guys out there getting girls or whatever. But it's a good comparison. But but. Well, who's who's making the complaint? I don't think LeBron James is complaining that he's not going to have girls. I don't think Kemba Walker is complaining that he's not going to have girls. I don't think any of the top guys are complaining that they're not going to have girls. Just like I don't think any of the top guys in the NHL are complaining. But I'm sure there's some little fucking punks in the NHL like, uh, I don't know. Let me give you a name. Daniel Sprong. Okay, uh, like a guy like him complaining that he might not be able to get girls to his <laughs> room, you know? So it's like... Who's who's really doing the complaining here? Crosby's not gonna give a shit. He just wants to get in his room, fucking work out, get on the ice, win a Stanley Cup, salut la visite, and leave. So yeah. And and Crosby, all he needs to do is, is complete his last few years, and he's a top ten all time player. What do you mean? Literally. Complete? Well, he just needs to play the last few years of his, you know, because you know he's a he's 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 almost thirty three years old. But what do you so mean you by like to be to be a top ten player? To, he's probably the best player of all time, in some people's arguments. Okay, so you're not gonna put him ahead of Mario Lemieux. There's no way. Why not? You can't. Why? 
Because Mario Lemieux is the goat of Pittsburgh. I love Mario Lemieux. I think he's the. I think Mario. So I, I've actually changed my top five uh, a little bit. Um, I used to say Mario Lemieux, um, Gretzky, or uh, then when Crosby started doing well, I would put Crosby up there. Um, I think I'm gonna put Bobby Orr as the best player of all time because he had such a short career span. He was able to do things that nobody's ever seen. He scored all those goals as a defenseman. You know, there, there's so many things. But Mario Lemieux is very close second. Very close second. But then Gretzky, man, that guy scored 100 goals a year. Fuck. I don't know. I don't know. It's too arbitrary. You can't make an argument for any of these guys. <laughs> yeah. But Crosby has a case for best of all time, I think. I really do. I really do. The amount of trophies he, he won, the amount he of how has- he's dominated. He has a case for top ten, top five, but he's he's not all time. No way for me. Top three, no way. There's Gretzky, Lemieux, or other, pretty much the only three best players ever. There's no one that's gonna even touch them. There's uh, right after that, I see Jagger, but or or Gordy Howe. Yeah. What about? Okay, not really. Yager, Gordy Howe, it's a good one. Um, Ovechkin can be considered. Um, There's tough. I mean, best defenseman of all time. I probably put Bobby Orr, Scott Niedermeyer, uh, Ray Borg, bro. Ray Borg. Litchum number one. No, for me it's Ray Borg. Litchum number one. I'm a Ray Borg type of guy. I love Ray Borg. Litchum number one. Number one, <laughs> fucking guy. And we'll end it. We'll end it on that argument. Uh, that was weekly sauce episode six with Terry Tam and Alex the Intern Corleone. Uh, again, you can follow us on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Hot Sauce Sports, and as well subscribe to our YouTube channel at Hot Sauce Sports as well. Um, if you have any feedback, send it over to us on any of our platforms. Alex and I are probably answer the questions. Um, so that's that, man. Uh, merch, I know we mentioned it last week. Uh, finally, we got the prints ready to go. Um, so we're going to get them, and I'm going to be posting them this week and see. And we'll take the pre-orders. Um, so thanks, for everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. And... Next week, we might be talking about UFC. We're not too sure yet. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks. Have a good one.